That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. When you saw all these dolphins just spinning in the air at the beach. One of them fucking spun in the air and jumped back down. They were like, they were very curious about us. It was a very like Douglas Adams kind of scenario, like end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for all the fish. Goodbye. (laughs) It felt like a send off. I was like, I'm going to die now. I'm sure of it. I'm going to die. I knew then. Dolphins know, you know. I think the only thing they ever really do is playfully drag you by your foot and don't (laughs) and don't realize you can't breathe underwater. You don't you don't have a hole? (laughs) A hole on the top of your head? I mean, I know where your other hole is, but you don't have a All right, guys. Well, welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Sitting in with us today, we are all distanced and masked like responsible adults. We've been tested. We're distanced. We're masked. We're IRL. Nadia Von Ebers is here in the hot seat today. This is a hot seat. Thank you so much. I mean, it's the hot seat because you're sitting in it. Let's admit it. Thank you know, you. What I mean? dressed like a sister wife. Um, That's right. She showed. She showed up in a maxi, a flowered. <laughs> is that a prari? Is that a prari dress? I would call it prairie chic. Yeah. That's what I've been calling this look. <laughs> yeah. Prairie, like it. prairie influencer. You're like I'm. Ra- I'm. You know, just take out the plain and tall, just like Nadia. <laughs> then you just say Nadia. I guess if you're not Sarah saying plain and tall, or just Nadia plain and tall, I'll sister, take it. It's still a hot look. Um. It's so good to see you guys. I'm so glad we're all together. The energy's just different. It's all I can say. We've done a great job on Zoom. We've really kind of got over it and yeah. found a groove, but being together is way better. I think everybody can 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 agree with that. that Have you been doing all all of them so far have been on Zoom mm-hmm. for this pandemic? Yes. Wow. Every distance pretty wow. much. I mean, it's just it's just been like the workaround, you know. So and everyone bear with uh the dogs have not seen more than two people in one room in about six months, so they're just jumping around with joy. <laughs> I'm jumping around with joy to be around dogs. I, I mean, know, like that's dogs, how I feel. People, people and dogs. <laughs> Well, let's jump right into this headline. I know. I think it's what we should do. I think you should. First headline out of the, out of the, and the only headline, rather. <laughs> the headline of the day um, from Eater, Chicago's COVID-19 Winter Dining Challenge attracts 640 submissions to save restaurants, which, so this is, this article is really amazing. So basically, like, 640 people submitted ideas on how to save restaurants this winter in Chicago. I've been thinking about this forever. Wow. It's like, what's going to fucking happen to restaurants when it gets cold outside? <sighs> like, it's an insane scenario. Like, like it will, it will, sh- it will kill 
business. I've been thinking about that too because I, we really take for granted that we we can sit outside all year here. So yeah. like for, to some extent, it's not that different. Right. But like, and Chicago is a restaurant city. It's a food city. It's a bar city. I I, I think that um, that's so interesting. Oh my God. What did, yeah. what did they say? People are talking about um, old CTA buses and trains and repurposing them for dining. Um, shipping containers. Which you know I'm all about. Yeah. yeah. Like um, igloos. <laughs> the igloos. The igloo got me. The igloo it was like is interesting and, and I don't know if it's more like an inflatable like dome that looks like a, like a little mini like greenhouse dome but one of the the top runners is the slide and dine is what they're calling it so these they're modular greenhouses with their own heating and ventilation systems and sliding doors that would be placed in parking lots and streets um, which is great for HVAC system and look this is all like really great and fine and whatever but can we just talk about as your fucking server what are you gonna like walk out a door in in negative twenty degree weather and then go to a slide and dine and then be like, we all know what it's like, like the heating system, like when you open a door when in the walk-in the cooler. May, or, yeah, 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 no, yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say like when you may go to walk-in. I, may I interrupt? Yes. It's gonna feel like when you need to take a break and a cry in the walk-in. Oh, it's yep. like the super <laughs> yep. cold walk-in yes. in the yep. restaurant and the slide and dine. I would bribe, Nadia, I would high five. I would bribe well, people to go like, get things for me from it. That's how much I hated it. So you know when um you <laughs> In the wintertime in Chicago, they kind of put like the vestibule outside. And when you open the front door, it makes this like, yes. <laughs> like crazy, insane, like it's a wind vent tunnel. Yeah. Noise. Yeah, yeah. Like an entire wind tunnel. I think that's just going to be part of the experience. Like, I think the fact that all these submissions happen are totally amazing. There's a whole website you can go and like look at all of them. But God damn it. Oh, here's one that also suggests another more flippant suggestion. It says, use old phone booths <laughs> because Superman's not using them anymore. And so what do you do? Stand up and eat? I don't know. I think somebody was just, yeah. I think so, like maybe they're talking about like maybe at a fast food joint or like a super dog. They're like, here's your fast food. Eat your Chicago dog in a phone booth, like at a bank at. <laughs> Well, I love how we're basically encouraging everyone to just become like mole people. It's yeah. like eat underground on the MTA, like in New York, like the well, CTA. The sewer like, will eat it. We're like per, or personal pods where we're like all just in a bubble in a building. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like with the word, like almost like almost like what they're doing in at like behind registers and whatever. You know? I yes. mean, at, like you're in your own little like we we really are becoming literal pod people. It is pod, it's super weird. That's the name of a company that sometimes true. offers me jobs. <laughs> pod people. Pod people. Um, I, I do have to say that we are willing to, if that's what it takes, um, in the colder seasonal cities to become Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had no problem enjoying pizza in all of the subway tunnels, they they dined like kings, right. you know, the turtle, the turtle ninja kings they yeah. were. And like, we're gonna have to just look at the next year as everything is going to be an adventure in dining and just fucking go with it. If right. you gotta go do this so bad, it's gonna be weird. It's not gonna Absolutely. be what you're used to, yeah. but have fun, have an open mind. I love the innovation to keep restaurants thriving. I Me think too. it's great. Too. I think this is really positive. Um, they're going to announce a winner of this contest mm -hmm. eventually. Um, so we'll how see. many suggestions do you think are are from servers? To, to can can people say that? I mean, they, their brains should be picked more than anyone's. Yeah, honestly, I would love to know. Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's like a jaded stripper who's just like, just put him in a dirty fucking dumpster and I'll <laughs> toss the food in there for him. I'm sick of everything. <laughs> That's what half the patios out here look like, though. Have you noticed that? That they're like just like like I, I mean, Lord love it. But have you seen the patio with the roost? Because what oh. it is, it's a couple little tables just 
sandwich between two dumpsters. Like it is. Yeah, it, that doesn't it, surprise it, it me looks, whatsoever. It looks Nadia. like a joke. It looks like a run. It looks like something oh, from It's Always Sunny. Oh, so so you can go get some of their <laughs> hot noodles with ketchup on it because it's the worst fucking Thai food I've ever <laughs> eaten. I will fucking slander. <laughs> you can that get an goddamn sour rest of my life. God, oh God bless them. At least they can have two outdoor tables. I, I do have to, you know, and we'll, we'll 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 keep moving. But um, this is really important, you guys, to think outside the box because study after study just keeps coming out. We're within a two week time span when people show COVID symptoms the commonality of everyone who is quizzed and asked where they've been, they've all been in an indoor restaurant or yeah. bar because every state is at a different opening phase. My brother went to pick up carry out on Sunday night. I think was it NFL kicked off? Yes. He's like, I went to go pick up my food and he's like, it was shoulder to shoulder and no masks indoors. Jeez. He's like in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's like, if there was supposed to be space between the tables, that wasn't happening. Cause we understand you can have your mask down when you're at your table and eating and drinking. Because how are you supposed to do this? But basically all the data keeps coming out and it sucks where it's like, this is the one activity where you yeah. can't be masked. Right. Why are we being so stupid? Uh, yeah. What was the stat? I mean, I just saw one and I think it was like, um, people who have COVID are six times more likely to have visited a restaurant in the last two yeah. weeks. That's like, basically the shit. inverse of what I said. And yeah. you're just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take all that. <laughs> Goodness. And let's move on to some uh, COVID. Listener submitted COVID. So I cherry picked this one. I saw it. I was going through the emails y'all sent me. I love y'all. We will still take COVID related content, folks. And we got some. Um, Maybe a few weeks ago, but I do want to share this. This comes from someone who starts off hi great great opening she says i'm not a server have never worked in a restaurant but my partner is a lifer and i have so much respect for all food service people and everything you do what up i second that also i live in traverse city and since brooke has michigan traverse city connections i thought you'd be interested in this and she is absolutely right i love it there i know i know i'm i love tc tc forever my parents sold my cottage anyways um so she says last week shorts brewing company which is a great northern um beer destination she says they released a statement that called out customers for being assholes northern michigan is a mecca for tourists in the summer hands down it's in the summertime to just go see my parents it's like an $800 round trip ticket when it would normally be like 150. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's Michigan is. I'd seen those Michigan.org commercials. And to be honest, I never really knew. Like, it's, but it's, I, I, yeah, that what a kind of tourist hub it is. Holy it's shit. Okay. Beautiful. It looks like Northern California. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Certain parts. It's they, so they, nice. They have the Niagara Escarpment. They grow wine. They have good soil. Wine country, the whole thing. People do not understand Michigan and it's okay. So restaurants are used to have uh, are used to having to deal with rude out of towners, which is a big thing. The downstate people are usually more rich, auto industry, you know, blah blah blah. But unfortunately, the pandemic seems to have pushed businesses to their limit, and they released this statement on their social media. Oh God, Short, <laughs> Shorts Brewing Company just says it's time to stop. Enough is enough already. To all of the customers who have swore at us, yelled laughed in our faces, threatened negative reviews, name called, belittled and brought us to tears. We are done. 
We're here to tell you that we stand with all of our staff and we will not tolerate this behavior at our pub. Our staff deserves better. We are mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, daughters, and sons. We might not be yours, but we are somebody's and deserve the respect you would want for your own, which I'm like, I have goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We are your servers, hosts, busters, and kitchen crew. We've had enough of the bullying that has come to light during the time of COVID. We will not be bullied. We bust ours to give you a killer experience. We understand how frustrating waiting for food or dealing with lines can be, but we are also constantly working to streamline our business levels with this new system. Changes, has ha changes have happened overnight, as we know, like the changes have come day to day, hour by hour with this fucked up government. And, you know, she's like, it's happening for all of us. We ask that you please be patient with us. And remember, you aren't talking to just a server or just a manager. You're talking to a human being with feelings. Our management team is aware that issues arise and is willing to listen, think, and make changes to ensure an awesome shorts experience for our guests. If you have constructive feedback that will help us grow, please email us. Things may not always go according to plan, but we do hear you and we are constantly working on learning and adapting. We're here to listen, but remember, if you can't be kind, we cannot help you. Our staff is our family and we have their backs. So remember, be respectful and be kind because enough is enough. And this whew, open letter went viral. Yes. Like went Michigan viral Thank and goodness. then beyond Michigan viral. That's incredible. It's really, really good. That's powerful. Yes, it's really powerful. And then like she went on in, in her email to just be like, and then there's this collective of food trucks, which I go to every time now for the past four years. It's called the Little Fleet, which shout oh, out. I know exactly where it is. Yeah. It's, the food <laughs> is so good. You can go get like ugh, just you can get barbecue. You can get really great tacos. You can get um, beaten bop. Like you can. It's so cute. And then they have this like super cute open like communal dining area. Yep. And with yeah. a huge bar that is the backdrop. Mm -hmm. And you can go in and I'm always like, can That's I a have. a great setup for right now. Can actually. I have a Mexican meal? You know, and they're like, hell yeah, bitch. And I'm like, I love Michigan. They knew what that was, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, to have spent literally 41 years of my life there and to be a city bitch and to go back to Traverse City and be like oh my god a food truck like court like this is amazing that's fucking so incredible they've been badgered like crazy so then they took a cue they put out a letter like yeah by the way same shit happening over here people have threatened that they won't wear a mask because they carry guns what does that even have to do what, with COVID? What does that, well, you can like shoot Excuse the virus? Me? Or are you just that's, saying like, you don't have to tell me what to do because I have a gun. Right, like, like don't I hear. That's what I hear too. Like I won't put on my mask. Also, by the way, I'm carrying. Um, cool. <laughs> Which by the way, can we just talk about what a miracle it is that you can even still go get food during all of Thank this? You. Like what Thank a you. miracle it is that we are that. in a global pandemic and that you can go and somebody will come to a table and bring you food. I can't imagine being an asshole either way. It all was always. Industry, but like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it was always a privilege that we lost sight of. And now it's even more of a privilege and people are just beyond entitled. So it just caught like wildfire in Traverse City and a lot of other places started speaking up, which is amazing. And so this letter finishes with, obviously it's infuriating that restaurant workers are being treated so horribly, but it's encouraging to see that they are speaking out and getting support for speaking out. Anyway, love everything you do. Godspeed and good tips, Ivy. Wow, thank you, oh. Ivy. Uh, Thanks, Ivy, honey. That was a great, thank you. And you know what? 
you don't have to have worked in the service industry to send us a story. Absolutely. If you, if you just admire what we do, we'll read please, it. Please. We'll read anything if there's oh. compliments involved. Exactly. Oh, I guess that was COVID-related content, but there was some admiration at the top. So... <laughs> I'll take it. We must find power together. Um, we have a little bit more COVID content, which we do, uh, which Brooke has entitled Fireside Chat because uh, everything's on fucking fire on the West oh, Coast. My God, oh my God. Hey there. Loving the podcast. Y'all make me feel really seen. I live in Seattle, Washington, which currently has the worst air quality in the world due to a huge death fog of toxic smoke rolling in from the wildfires in California, Washington, and Oregon. Yes, I haven't been outside in like uh, what a week, you guys. Have you really been outside? Uh, this was the first time. I we're looking. By the way, if you're not in the West Coast and listening, I mean, we were like it just set, but we were looking at like a straight up red sun yet again. Oh, I mean, yeah. and this yeah, this is the first time I've left oh, the house. Yeah. We on fire, baby. Oh yeah. So. Local government has advised that people remain indoors if possible, like we were saying, because the air is rated either very unhealthy or hazardous. Many restaurants and businesses are choosing to close until smoke clears up. My restaurant has a large patio that has been slamming since the fog rolled in last Tuesday. I'm forced to go into work with very little protection to serve customers who not only seem oblivious that a health warning is in effect, but somehow feel okay raw dog in the air. Mm -hmm. I love this. I love this. Without a mask while they eat. Am I an asshole for thinking we should be closed? <laughs> Thank you so no. much for producing the show. <laughs> um, no, no, you are not. I've been talking to Brooke and like some other people where I am seeing people outside dining in LA too. And I'm fucking triggered. You guys are sociopaths. Like, you're a sociopath. If you're eating on I, patios I, right I, now. I, with I'm the just air like, quality. I don't get it. I don't get it. So it's like, are you. There's a pandemic. Okay, yeah. So there's already COVID in the air. Correct. I mean, there's ash coating yeah. everything. Like, no, it, no. It, you're, it, you're I mean, a sociopath. I'm sorry, I'm going on record. You're a sociopath. There's houses are burning down and cars are burning down and, like, all of those chemicals are in the air and we get it, but it's just, like, I'm just, like, look, I fucking get you want to, like, eat pasta outside. Like, I understand, but, like, at what cost? And that is just me. No, but we've... I, we've I, I, it's like a horror movie, like, watching this happen. I know, but the past six months, it's it's just it's again that mentality like I'm over COVID but COVID's not over I know and people feel like I've been robbed of enough you right. know this past six months completely it feels like yeah. the fucking band playing on the Titanic though that's I what know. it feels like I passed a place in my neighborhood <laughs> the other day that I won't name but ass to elbows on the patio on the worst air to worse than today Which and I was doing? just like a aqua Yep. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I, because I love them. I have friends I who work too. there. I love them. I've gotten carry out from them during this time, but I thought like Caitlin and Grant work there and they've been on the podcast. You're mad. Oh, amazing. I yes. Know. Okay. No, no, They are. I love every I love their staff, single person who but it's works not there. their fault. And I'm like, I'm advocating for them. Right. Yes, like, yes. you know, if you've got to wear a, a face shield and a surgical mask and then like everyone's coughing also because of the smoke. Like right. I, I just, I took one look right. at their patio and I was like, you're sociopaths. I'm also like driving past places where like when everything first opened up, everybody, all the servers were wearing shields and masks. And now the same places I'm seeing servers just wearing masks and not wearing shields anymore. And I'm a little fucking perplexed by this mm -hmm. because it's like, well, why is, I'm not really sure why. But I hope that once everything starts moving inside because of seasons that at least the indoor servers 
we'll put the shield back on on top of whatever because this is about to get I really think scary. Have to, right? We're going, listen, we're our numbers are going to go nuts because they're going to open restaurants. <laughs> And everyone's going to be like, I want to dine inside. And it's the number one proven way, other than singing in a choir in a confined space and blasting Christ COVID into one another's faces with your hymns that praise the Lord. Isn't it funny Christ that, that, I, that, that, that like, the dichotomy of this is churchgoers and bar yeah. dwellers yes. are oh, the biggest oh my super God. spreaders? Yep. They want to get wasted on something, you know, whether it's <laughs> fucking booze or the Lord, you know? <laughs> Give me a shot of Jesus with a side of whatever. Or what if, oh. you're in, what if you're in choir practice and then go to brunch? Oh, yeah. What if you're like overly... Right. What's the Venn diagram there? Yeah. A big, a big one. A big one. A big one. You cross some lots of paths. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm upset. Anyway, well, if you guys have any more, you know, like we said, COVID content, please send it our way. Apparently it's, um, I mean, it fuck, shit's fucked. We all know. Everything is COVID content. Shit's fucked. Well, let's, uh, let's keep moving along with these submissions and dive into some server. Submitted. Stories. <laughs> So, you guys, we had someone respond to our topic last week, which was the trail shift uh, for servers known as the trail shift. Your training days are supposed to be paid legally, but then we went into staging in kitchens, which is super illegal. And then in Europe, it's called trial shift, mm-hmm. which is unpaid bullshit stuff. Anyways, so someone wrote in, hi there, was listening to your most recent episodes where you mentioned staging thought I should share my story of what I now know was illegal. <laughs> See, we opened someone's eyes. Oh no. And, and this is this is a year ago. Okay. In early 2019, I was working as a barista in the only liberal city in Alabama, and they say often affectionately referred to as the blueberry and the tomato soup, which we know. That's like Austin and Texas, you know. In late 2018, I was fired from my first barista job and was forced to take work where I could get it. So I got a job at a local hotel in their cafe. I was the main barista and it was an incredibly boring job with pretty good pay. I also got to keep all my tips and in ellipses, this will be important later. While it wasn't a bad job, I was a passionate barista working with low-grade coffee being made for entitled and abrasive hotel guests. I began to dream of greener pastures, and I was soon courted by a fancy downtown restaurant. It was the type of place looking to win awards, the chefs made extremely good food, and the wait staff was held to strict quality and speed standards. Owners of the restaurant had me stage for a barista position that was opening up. It soon became apparent that I was being trained for more than a barista. Not only did I make the coffee... I also waited on guests at the bar and acted as a bar back while running food from the kitchen. Later, I was also made to memorize the menu at the risk of not getting hours. I staged for about four or five times. Whoa. Well, right. They did this before. Then, like, they're saying, like, I quit my hotel job on a whim, even though it was the shitty coffee and demanding guests, you know. And they're saying, in hindsight, that was a bad move. When I wasn't put on the schedule for paid shift at the new fancy place, I was eh, pretty concerned. But after two weeks of of uncertainty, I finally became a member of the staff. What wasn't made clear in my staging was that upon receiving the job, I would be paid less than the hotel position that they had. I would also only get 7% of the tip share, which was shared by the entire front of house staff. 
that it's crazy. I also didn't realize that the barista was the only front of house person in the mornings. For the first four hours of the restaurant opening, I served, ran food, took orders, and made coffee. And was all was said and done, I made 7% of those tips because other servers would come in for the lunch shift and dip into the... Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know. I know. We're going to... Okay. And then, and I know. I know. They say, I guess the moral of the story is... The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And if I'd known better, I would have reported this business. Godspeed and good tips, Alex. Holy shit. No. No. Anytime I've been the lone breakfast person, like, you empty oh, the tip jar yeah. and you start over again. You know what you do that's a cool move? You take $1 from your shift to put it Ooh, in that's there. Classy. I like that. As yeah. the promotion of tips sure. happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like what I'm, ex- what I'm seeing in my head that Alex is doing is like, you're like the lone wolf coffee maker behind the bar. So it's like you're at this one station and they're like, well, if you're not doing that, you have to do all this other stuff. And so like you're viewed as like less than and not like an actual member of wait or bartending staff because you're like stuck doing this one thing. And that's what I think the the trouble is. Absolutely. And it stinks. And also five days but, of staging and dude. they weren't even sure if like. And wait, did she say that that was unpaid? Yeah. Yes. 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 Because stage means stagiaire. Like you're whatever, auditioning, like, basically. Stagiaire. Sorry, I turned it Italian. It's a French I term. I like that. Stagiaire. <laughs> um, no, it's stagiaire or something like that. Okay. Okay. Basically means like do bitch work for no money. Well, um, then we'll let you know. Well, then we'll, then we'll let, let you know, know if you get the job. Do but, only, wait. I thought only. Because I know that as a server, I had training shifts. I thought you get paid. paid. You're like legally a, supposed to be paid. Okay. For training shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally have to be paid. So that was fucked up in and of itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And no job guarantee. But, they clearly poached Alex because they're like, oh, they seem to like no coffee culture. And let's also right. be honest, it's Alabama. It's a liberal little part of Alabama. You know, like Alex could have been a unicorn that they're like, ooh, like. There are three baristas to choose from this town, but then exploit you know exploiting the skill. And sorry, Alex is one of those. Wait, the South is exploiting skilled workers. I know it's. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, like we said before, you guys, we have Nadia von Ebers here. Nadia, good friend of ours. Good lord, I've known you forever. All of us in Chicago running around together. Um, give us a little a little history of your serving experience, would you, just to get us familiar? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been in and out of service industry since forever. I mean, I started, I was definitely one of those kids that had to have a job in high school. So um, I started hosting and then serving and then a little bit probably illegal bartending or, or cocktailing, whatever, at Lone Star Steakhouse. Um, <laughs> yes. Then I made the right talk about poaching. I got poached by um, Joe's Crab Shack, um, where we did dance, um, which is maybe the most demoralizing thing I've ever done in my entire life, to be honest. <laughs> what was what like, were the top songs you guys Come on, the to? train, that one, oh. that one. Oh. Um, Nadia, but that, I can see you yeah. shaking it in, up in there. In a popular, like, like, early says, song, right? <laughs> in a shirt that says, got crabs. Like, oh my God, I'm so Damn. I'm like that just actually made me cringe. Um, Those were like the like co-ed naked. Like yes. that was like the co-ed naked restaurant. Yes. Like that's yeah. what I think. It's, yeah. like, it's like come on, shave your pubes because <laughs> you got crabs. <laughs> come on, shave your pubes because you got that's, crabs. You're actually doing that's the, the only exact way you get rid of them. Yeah, that's they the did have a, they had a very strong drink there called the the pube shaver. Right, that's what <laughs> I. <laughs> they did. They did. 
Uh, it's yeah. So that was um, horrible. Although I mean, I, I probably know, I made okay. a lot of money. I did make a ton of money. I mean, Why? that's because, how I. Yeah, it's all weird. seafood. People want to stuff their faces and spend the money. It's it's big checks. So if you can, and by the way, this is long enough ago that, I, and I don't know what this says about me, but I'm definitely that person who was always in the smoking section. They were just like, yeah, we'll put her in the smoking section with She's all the scumbags. Like, She's got nice lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's because I have a nice rack. I think uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. But you do. Um, there's Great. something about that. Can confirm. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But no, that's, yeah, so I did a lot of the jumping around between, and then I was like, Baker Square. I quit Baker Square on Mother's Day. I walked out of a shift because I was the only person in the smoking section, walked off the job. I was like, I think it's a really strange thing to go from Joe's Crab Shack to Baker Square. It's very, it was a, it's not a lateral move. First of all, this is like some corporate queen talk you're like all around yeah i did do the oh, the, I did do the, the corporate circuit um uh and then you know when i went to the next place that i worked the the next sort of chapter of my um service history was at an amazing 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 um bar and music venue called shuba's in chicago Yay. oh my god you guys have ran a um a, I just a got goosebumps there. yeah I got goosebumps we talking about shubas. i mean the comedy scene there the music scene there um i i think i still mean this i think it was the best job of my whole life. Wow. Um, I, I was that. like, I, I made so much money. Uh, it was down the street from my house. I could walk to work. I saw so much fucking good music. I can't, I mean, my musical team, it was so formative. It was hard labor because it was like old school, like carry the Oh, push your way through crowds. And it was yeah. two stories. And, yeah, yeah. You know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it now, but it was incredible. And so I did that through um, college and into my teaching career because I was going to school to study English and creative writing and education. And so that's where I was still working when I started teaching. And then I rolled over to uh, a series of other creepy Italian restaurants that I held on to through my teaching career until that just kind of like petered off. But then you can kind of like, then you're like, it just kind of dissolved, right? Naturally. It definitely kind of dissolved. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I don't remember the line, it, it, it's like a horizon, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't remember the time. I don't remember ever saying like, I'm sorry. Now I'm just a full-time teacher. Um, so I'm not going to wait tables anymore. I imagine it probably looked something like I was so overwhelmed and so burned out with teaching that they probably just like took me off the schedule eventually. Like, okay, she's got a lot on her plate, but I was definitely still waiting tables and bartending well into my teaching career. And then it just kind of faded out, but yeah, yeah, for years. So, I mean, it did 12 years of serving. I mean, and this is why we have you here today because we're specifically talking about, you know, we're like back to school theme, Virgo season, get, you know, like we're, we, and Brooke, you know, brought it up. Like we really wanted to have someone on the show who has had a side hustle, a moonlight, if you will. Which is serving. Yep. While they have an actual fucking functioning career that is so important. As an educator, teaching children. Uh, One of the toughest, most intense, most fascinating jobs, really. It's a weird, and you know what? It's pretty common. It's it's less common now. That's a whole different discussion why, but um, it's a thing. It's a brand. The the like daytime teacher, nighttime, week, the, the weekday teacher, weekend bartender yeah, kind of absolutely. thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a real, and I've thought a lot about like, what's the common thread between both of them, right? Like, what is it about? Like, what makes handling you Handling dumb kids? Handling dumbasses? Yeah, I mean, and I loved my students. I 
I should say that. Uh, but um, but like hand wrangling difficult people, uh, lots of like different personalities. Yeah, I don't know. Getting it's like super holding similar. attention, doing the snap, and be like, look at snapping. me. Snapping. Snap. Just a little snapping. Dancing. <laughs> dancing in a shirt that says got crabs. As a teacher, as a first grade teacher. Yeah. That's why no. all your teachers, all your kids will remember you because they're like, she was the one that would dance in um, a crab But shirt. also like, let's just be honest too. You are a person who does service for a living and service is teaching services giving people food and drink and comfort and that's so true you're right I think that's it yeah so to throw some stats at you guys so overall about 20% of teachers hold second jobs during the school year accounting for roughly 9% of their annual income according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics teachers are about three times as likely as any other U.S. worker to take on this burden the average educator makes 21% uh, less than people with similar education in different fields. And depending on where they live, and it's not just specific to big cities, teacher pay doesn't usually fluctuate like other jobs when it comes to cost of living, leaving lots of people to be forced who are educators to take on second, even third jobs to make ends meet. Absolutely. There's a huge gap, if you will. So can we just like, so if I'm doing math right now, with California having a $15 an hour, you know, minimum wage, even as a waiter or whatever, like I'd be smarter to be a waiter than a teacher. <laughs> yes. yes. I weighed so much more money as a waiter at, at, at mediocre restaurants on slow nights than I did as a full-time teacher with two master's degrees. Can we talk about, and can we just reel back to a fucking stage shift, if you will? What the, the, ulti, the ultimate yes. stage shift of teaching, which is student teaching. Student teaching is the first and Oh my God, what an amazing parallel. Great, it is. Great job. That, oh my, what a great transition. Bravo. Holy shit. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way, though. I'm serious because I know, for those of you who don't know, because um, I think a lot of people don't know, so student teaching is the teaching portion of the, the sort of final push of your education degree where you go be a full time teacher um, for three to six months, depending on the school system, for 100% free. By the way, I'm still $10,000 in debt on one single credit card that I closed out years ago for having to live fully right. off of that credit card while I did that. Uh, I did bartend a little bit while I was doing that too. And there's which no is, grants that you get for this time. There's nothing. There's nothing like that. You do that. it for free. Yeah. yeah. You have to do it for free for the experience, which is insane. I mean, it is, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a It makes fucking insane. zero sense. Like I know that because I, I think our, our system and just basically our culture is going to come around society that like unpaid work is not ethical. It is not ethical. You are doing work. It doesn't matter. The whole unpaid internship right. bullshit in right. every other area. But there are paid internships for people who don't shape young minds get paid for being like, I brought coffee to executives and get paid versus yeah. someone who's like, I'm trying to keep my diverse class of young students like together for no money. I'm learning the ropes. And that to me is a crime. Can I tell you there is that that's such a great point and it it's such a we we have to we have to abolish all unpaid work across the board period nice. paragraph there are no free internships there's nothing in, in, in bottom line and as an educator 
um, you do so, so much unpaid labor because you have your, I mean, I've done the math many, many times and I'll, I'll spare you the figures, but I, I swear to God, this is correct. I made at my last teaching job, my full-time teaching job as a full-time high school English teacher about $7 an hour when it averaged out. And that was not me being an overachiever. That was everything we were asked to do as far as grading papers and entering grades into the system and having faculty meetings. I made about seven fucking dollars an hour. And I want to say another thing that just popped into my mind about um, the actual like service uh, nature of it. I, I don't want to I don't want to out where I worked, but um, you don't have the to, gender, but, yeah, okay. the the um, there's a there's a huge gender discrepancy and, and women teachers get roped into lots and lots of the actual service like who do you think made the coffee every single morning <clears throat> oh yeah oh i'm sure who do you think does the clean like the the cleaning and the cooking and the decorating and the you know all of the things that 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 are school beautification and that that, that make it a sort of home environment always falls on like three women teachers and yeah. it's not just because they're overzealous it's because that's just how it is so there's a monetary gap but there's also a gender and a respect gap at the same time 100 percent it, it, it is what's happening um you know you you read there's article after article after article and they kind of all read the same in that um, it's usually they're all written about women. Like I haven't seen one, and I just didn't come across an article where a like cis male was like, you know, I'm a teacher and I also bartend. Yes, it exists, but like for some reason, every article I came across today was like women who are like, look, like I might not have a partner. I'm a single mom. I don't get paid shit. I have to work this job and wait tables. I have to do these things. And male teachers get paid more. And I'm, I'm obviously yep. being very like binary here, but um, historically speaking, male teachers get one of the nails in the coffin when I hit my last teaching position was that I accidentally saw a friend and, and I were a male friend and I were comparing um, our contracts just to compare this one clause about like, did we have to do this like one summer in service thing? And I saw what he was getting paid and I was like, are you? He he it was he was going into his second year. I was going into my eighth. <gasps> I have two more degrees than him. It's not his fault. He's a doll, but uh, paid substantially more than me. That is why. So that is th there are I've known everybody. Let me put it this way: everybody I know personally who has moonlight moonlit uh, as a uh, uh, a server or bartender, all women, mm -hmm. all women. Mm -hmm. The look on your face up. right now is like it, it's no, it's it's resignation, it's disgust, it's you know, and like, and none of this podcast is to like shit on the idea that obviously we all know, like, hey, if you need to turn a quick extra three or four hundred dollars because your real job ain't cutting it, like, like praise be. Totally. And I Service consider them industry, both real jobs too. By the way, I yes, mean, of my course. actually the places I'm sorry, I, no, no, but no, 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 you no. don't need to have two masters, you of know, course. to yeah. work in a bar. No, um, no, no. That's and the I, only different. I'm just saying, but most people with the two thing I thought I do. was, yeah, the, the the passion of my life. I mean, you right. and and the other thing that they do is that they they exploit your good heartedness. They go, you yeah. know how many in services I sat in that were like, right. we don't do it for the money now. Well, we do it because we love that's helping and people. And that's kind of the thing about people who are educators. They do it because they want to change lives, right? Like they, I, I feel like that's like you get that endorphin rush from like I love shaping so young much. minds right I always want to again be there's only so much so if that wasn't already so depressing let's talk about <laughs> Sorry. no no it's this is it's it is I mean it's eye-opening but I'm really glad we're talking about it yes. like it's great 
But here are just some of the places where you can find everybody working. So we talked about bartending, serving, I, I guarantee cooking, I guarantee baristaing, catering for sure. And so now much catering. that we have food delivery apps that are so prominent, I I guarantee they're doing Instacart and Uber Eats and Uber driving. Yep. too. Yep. Just driving around, like delivering food for you on the weekends. I mean, and, and <laughs> to can make, we, can we pause for a second? Like what moment really crosses your mind? Like what, like as a young person, and I, I hope this happens where a family needs a ride somewhere and their favorite teacher picks them up and drops them off. And is just like, I know people it's happened to. Yes. Yeah. Like what, yeah. Why? You I've know, waited and on it, uh, families of students of mine. Yeah, I've been stiffed. Absolutely. <laughs> really? And I'm yeah. and I'm just That's saying that that if this has ever happened to you, you need to be vocal, especially if you like your teacher, you care about education, the fact yes. that people who shape our minds and prepare us for the real world is literally working seven days a week to make ends meet. It is a fucking crime. Anyways, sorry. no, no. I, just, I, I mean, there was absolutely an article I came across today um, that was say it was this exact scenario. A family, it was the teacher's mm-hmm. student family, came in to eat and they left her a hundred dollar tip. That's and they cool. wrote on her That's ticket, great. "Thank you for teaching our kids. Teachers should not have to work on the weekends <sighs> and do this." And that's what they wrote. And I, not everybody is like that, but like I think we all that's just need to huh? realize. And not only is it is it moonlighting during the school year, but like summer jobs are huge too for teachers. Of course. I mean, that could be like, imagine if you have, I mean, it ends up being more like a month and a half or maybe two months that they actually right, have a few off. weeks. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Right, you have really, to prep like, for your school year. But think about like the amount of money that people are can hoard in that time because they have they have a job on lock and they just do it every year. That that's the period of time where you're usually like really worried you're going to run into like your students or your family yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and you because are actually like yeah. teacher out in the wild. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward on both sides. Let's yeah. let's be honest. You're like, oh hey, and especially if it's not like one of your favorite <laughs> students, it's like an annoying student. I'm sure you're just like, oh fuck. Well, I like, taught at a private art school for a while too, where I, which I loved so much. I mean, I was like madly in love with my students, but they were, you know, because most of them had grown up in the city and stuff. They'd always be like, have you been to Elenia, Miss Von Ebers? You know, like they were like all. <laughs> foodies and stuff and I was like oh my god like kill me that's why I kind of had to bartend during those years so that I knew I couldn't ever run into that it's like that scene in um in Mean Girls oh, I was trying yeah. to think about movies where it's like totally Mean Girls and she like and like Tina Fey's character works at like TGA Fridays and she like comes in in her flare and they're all like freaked out that they see her yeah what does she say she goes it's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs or something when you yeah. see a teacher out of school yeah you know? absolutely which I would agree with it, it, it is weird but it's I think it's a fun stigma to have until somebody like gets a fucking their panties in a bunch that they're like, well, you know what? That teacher bartends and I and also teaches our children. And what is that saying that that woman can legally can serve make- alcohol to adults who are over 21, but it's also teaching our children? It shows up on Mondays on time with a plan in mind. I mean, are we? Are I mean, we she saying bartends so she can buy our kids tissue because the fucking district doesn't? <laughs> which is true. Which I is bought very so true. many snacks for my. I fed so no, many of my students. You don't understand. Personally. That's and that's very normal because you're always going to encounter your students who are possibly coming from 
underserved, you know, households where like school is like where some kids get nourishment. Yep. Like, how can you not like if I were a teacher, I'd be like, hi, also here's your new wardrobe. Like I can't deal with boundaries with that shit because my heart breaks constantly and teachers are just insanely good humans. Yeah, it's most of them are, and, and they're insanely good humans. For the the majority of them are insanely good humans, who get for some reason this really bad rap. Like the the media is not good to them both both sides mm-hmm. too. I mean, the misrepresentation of teachers and like what they get paid and like that they all have and pensions. That, like, which teachers first are all, lazy and they really don't work as much as they do anyway because they have summers off. Right, or like that they, right that they get these great paychecks and pensions like, with summers off. And that's let me tell you something. Nobody has a pen. That's those days are gone. Like, I'm just here to tell you. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, even, and it says, even though the average teacher salary has increased by 11.5% over the last decade, when talking inflation into account, or taking yes. inflation into account, rather, the average teacher salary has actually decreased by yes. 4.5%. And there are huge issues like this. There's a, I'll, I'll keep this really short, but like, there's such a push towards STEM, right? Science, math, technology, yes. engineering, that if you are a humanities teacher, such as myself, I taught English and creative writing, both at college level, I mean, t- teaching college is a whole different discussion by the way but um uh then uh there are there's way less jobs they pay uh way less well i had to leave the public school system and go into the private school system which pays much much less because there was just a high there was a, a six-year hiring freeze in chicago they just weren't hiring they were like we're sorry we don't we don't have they were letting go of english teachers wow. because there's such a push towards stem which i understand and like stem is so great but like um there's a lot of intricacies behind those stats when when the media spins really good stats about teaching right about how well they get paid and the average you know suburban teacher makes like 80 grand and it's like almost never almost never when you take into consideration all of these other moving parts and how hard it is to get those jobs and how there's no turnover at them and how they're all matriculating into these like terrible charter school systems where they get paid nothing or private schools where they're only hired as part-timers you know like the number of like teachers who are being paid hourly now because they're all like part-time because schools can't actually afford to I mean I mean it's a it's uh, it's complicated and and it all in all it's not a it's not a high pain no absolutely and so you know you're basically forced into doing something like mood lighting yes. which then if you're not already stressed out enough trying to fucking make money like it's something that you went to school for I don't know eight years to be able to do moonlighting can increase stress and drive disengagement as teachers are forced to juggle multiple schedules and have their family and leisure time reduced and if moonlighting occurs outside the school system the challenges of juggling extra work are likely greater um and then for the reasons the causes and conditions under which the moonlighting occurs determine whether it makes teaching more or less attractive at the same time right so that when you're talking second and third jobs too you could have like you know not only am i a teacher but i'm the fucking basketball coach you know and that's so much extra work which you get paid a little bit more for and then you're working brunch can you imagine i'm sorry that's very male though it's like it's a very male thing where it's well, like my social also, study. I know, I yeah. know. All my social studies teachers, like all the idiots who were primarily wanted to be the football coach or the baseball coach, were like all altered social stutters, you know, and get like a <laughs> that bigger stereotype is so real. By the way, I mean, a lot of women are like teaching drama and doing a lot of extracurricular activities where they're getting paid more money to do stuff too. But it's just Good. like. Just but having the second and third job, journalism, you know, right? All and, of yeah, that stuff too. I mean, yes, the there, there, there is there is gender inequality and in everything, but I still think like it's still like less less pay at the end of the day. You're still getting like even less, whether you know whether you're male, whether you're female. But it, it's it, to me, it's just more crazy to be like you have to 
keep going and going and going and going and going just to make ends meet. Yeah. And I mean, I, yes. And I, I've wondered actually about that too, as we like, uh, and I think this is so wonderful as we move away from gender binaries too. I'm actually hoping that that helps eradicate some of the, um, some of the inequality in school all the way around in school systems, but in, in teacher pay, right? Like if we've, you know, uh, people, we should be hiring non-binary teachers. We should be hiring trans teachers. I mean, the stats on those fronts are, are so shocking and terrible. And, and, and I know that's not what we're talking about, but, um, that that's my hope would be that that helps, um, ameliorate some of these discrepancies in, in pay and in opportunities and in coaching and all the, you know, because, uh, there's, a there's a lot of them and it's it's really uh it's it's really freaky but i think i i want to believe that overall we're moving in the right direction um but it's hard i mean it's hard when you look at these stats like you're reading and then you consider inflation and then you're like oh yeah okay so i i think schools are trying but the like greater systemic powers that be like funding for education the way we fund education in this country is absolutely it was just like when it goes all the way all the way to the top and you've got like idiots like betsy devos um you know i mean i I won't even sorry that gargoyle yeah 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 just awful i mean you know some of my favorite coworkers i can think of over the years have been teachers too I, i mean that i've just been like they're the ones that like Obviously, during the week, they'll never drink with you. But like on the like on a Friday night, you'll get them in the right mood. And you guys have mm-hmm. so much fun together where they can like. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Teachers are like great weekend friends in that way because they're just like dying to get drunk by the time they're done. It, it, you know what? It's so funny you say that because most of the teachers, teachers are so fun. They I think they're fun. They're I think they're funny. They, fun. And they they do tend to um, like to party in whatever that looks like to them. But um they don't do a lot of weekday drinking because it takes one time teaching hungover. It takes one time, I'm telling you, to never do it again, to be like, I will never, ever do that again. I remember I was trying to get a vitamin water out of the vending machine at College of Lake County, and I was just banging it with my hand. (laughs) And this, like, bro who was in my, like, Comp 101 class came up and was like, uh, you still need to put a dollar in. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. I'd only like put one dollar and I was just like, vitamin water. And I remember just like sweating. Cheaping young minds. <laughs> sweating. This like 18 year old bohunk. But like I felt that because I was teaching a lot of like firefighters in the making at community college. But um, but yeah, like I was sweating and shaking in class. And you're like, well, I'm never, ever, ever yeah. doing that again. And that's, that's, a, that's the difference between teaching and the service industry. Um, it's true, but then when you get those coworkers that you work with that are teachers, they're the ones that you're like, you're like, I can't believe what discipline she has. Like, wow. Like, not going out and drinking with us on a Wednesday? Do you have something else? Shit together. Is there something to wake up for in your life? Yeah, right? I don't want her to be my mom. Like, you're so afraid of, you're so afraid of, because once you've parents. ever done it, you're so afraid of the parents. You're so, you're, I'm, I was afraid of my students. Um, that you just, like, it takes one, it takes one time. And I think almost all teachers would agree with that. <sighs> Why? Do you have any, like, do you, do you have any fun stories you want to tell about, like, being a teacher and... While bartending? I, I was trying to think of any of this. No, I mean, I have a hundred million funny... My, first right. of all, nobody is funnier than teenagers. My students kept me <laughs> so, so full of joy. Um, 
I, but I can't, you know, it's funny besides like just like a few times seeing them out in the wild in restaurants, I don't really have any like converging, like sure. serving, whatever. But, um, you know, I taught at a private art school in Chicago that was full of just like so, so, so many characters, you know, but it was like fame. So like I really do, t- you know, like and and just wildly talented students and like you know, they were, there was a lot of, um, boundary blurring, not in a creepy way, just in a, like, we're all together in this like very old, it was a, it was an old church school, um, mm-hmm. from like 200 years ago. And like, we were all just like packed into this like very old, uh, school. And so there was a lot of like sharing of spaces. So like my classroom was also a room that they would do like, uh, rehearsals in like it had it had like theater lights strung up in it and everything even though it was like my classroom in the day and then in the afternoon like the theater kids would um use that for like rehearsal space and stuff so just like a lot of like coming into like you know get ready for the day and and kids just like totally naked you know like or just like half naked (laughs) like just like stripping off their clothes like just so much nudity like so much um it's like whatever it's a theater yeah Yeah, and i remember you telling me about this and me just being like I should have gone to a school like this. Like, first of all, I was like, why didn't I? Why didn't I? Wasn't I go anyway? Me too. I was jealous but of it every day. But let's there was, yeah, really it was wild. think about when these kids graduate and they go and they pursue. What do you think they're doing to make their ends meet? Oh or my in the god! All service industry. Tons of them. I, you know what? I've written. Um, I have been a reference. That's really funny because I've been a reference for many of them who for serving jobs. As their, as their, and for, and for that is like a too. bring it all home yeah. moment. Full circle, fun yeah. thing. I love it. That's great. You're like, I shaped your mind, and now I'll give you my thumbs up to go and serve. And also, now that you're 18, want to join me on my Sunday shift at Joe's Crab Shack? And I uh, have gone. Yeah, I have had drinks with some of my students who have graduated, and that that's weird. Talk about like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs, like walking into Simon's, you know, Simon's yo, Pub. God, to I love meet Simon's. One of, a student that I taught since he was 14, you know, um, as like an adult ass man to like have to, a, to then end to up at like a, one of the best dives bar dive bars in all of Chicago. I was like, let me show you the all best. I can Say is you taught them well if they ended up at Simon. Well, wrapping up, you guys, I just want to say that this school year specifically, as we all know, is shaping up to be like one of the weirdest and probably hardest years for educators, like period, right? I can't even in this new era uh, of of online classes and just you know, and again, it hasn't been the most I don't know. It's been enthralling, but it hasn't been like the most like jahad joke. Ha ha ha. I don't know. Am I trying to say funniest <laughs> episodes? My brain is so broken that it's like such serious content. Um, let's all just like really think about teachers and how much they put out there and what we talked about because they're spending even more time with kids and parents because parents don't know what the fuck to do with right. their kids when they're not in school, you know? And because of everything shut to down depending on where a lot of these educators are geographically there was no summer jobs for nope. any of these teachers that's income no teachers are out really really struggling right now you guys and some of them are back one of my one of my best friends who's a teacher um in the suburbs of chicago is one of the only districts that is back in the classroom and i mean oh my god like be so good to them because it's it's um it's i oh god i'm so sorry to use this word but it is unprecedented i'm nobody knows how you know i, I teaching uh 
your classes online, teaching with uh, partitions between the desks to try to, you know, uh, stay safe from COVID, I, whatever the scenario, it's um, it, it's the teachers and the parents really, but it, it, it's un, unbelievably difficult. And let's also maybe like the real fact too, that like if you're a young teacher and this is your circumstance, like there's a chance that you have moved back with your parents too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a Dude, layer yes. of that happening where you're Zoom teaching in your parents' house, teaching other kids who are with their parents. Like it's a layer of too much parental Everybody That's being each other's shit. I mean, like, and I is. guarantee, I mean, there's definitely in parts point. of the country, there are still teachers dealing with the heaviness of COVID on top of the heaviness of being a server. Like, it's just the play yeah. the odds. That is absolutely yeah. happening. Like, yeah. so thank you. Thank you. Yes, if you're out for what you do, please. <laughs> yeah, all you of do our either, educators. Either profession, and oh my God, bless your heart a billion times. Like, you do so much good karma. Um, I do think it's a particular type of person. I see you. If you're like a, a, a teacher by day and a server by night, um, a, a, you know, you're a really special type of person. I, honestly, that it's a, and, and you do, I should say, cause I feel like I just bitched and moaned. I was like, don't go in there and just un, unleash. Um, you, you can probably survive off of four hours of sleep a night forever. Like you, you run on so much adrenaline. Um, you're heavily caffeinated, but, um, you do, I think you do like in an ideal scenario, you actually do do love both workplaces yeah. you know oh, I mean there to. is that piece of it I loved teaching so 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 much and like I said I mean I worked at Shubas Shubas was a dream job so when you find that right community I think yeah. that that's that's part of it and we could have spent a whole episode and just thank, talking about that. oh my god and thank you for bringing that up because I absolutely meant to say like when you have that niche when you have that restaurant which we talk about all the time it's like yeah. that's your it's your home away from home you're just happy to go there and you're happy to get away from each when you're a teacher and a server. This is the last thing I'll say. Um, you're happy. Each one feels like a respite from the other, to be honest, <laughs> you know, yes. and and that's, there is something really beautiful to that. And so um, there's a lot of negative shit we could spew about it. Um, and I'm sorry to do that. Um, it's not been negative. It's, to have both of those communities when they, when they're right is actually really fucking incredible. So yeah, let's get back there soon. But bottom line, everything we've said is like servers are not treated right you know and teachers more than anyone you know i'll put teachers well above servers in some ways I, i'm not trying to no i get you <laughs> you know even though school. i've schooled people as a Hello, server in I went to six years of school i'm i'm it's right. still hun- like thousands and thousands of dollars in debt to be a teacher so yeah I it mean, is it is considered um unskilled labor to be fair, it is what waiting tables is considered. And like we fight back against that too, 100%. And we do believe in unions for servers and teachers unions and all that stuff. But just in general, we are all part of the same working class that is incredibly underappreciated for all of the goodness we bring. And That's the, extra, the extra we bring in everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. So perfect. you guys just... <laughs> Thank each other as much as you can. Tip your teachers. Tip your server. Over tip oh your God. teacher when they serve you at the bar. Buy your teacher stuff for Teacher Appreciation Day, though. Yes. You know, bring your teacher like colored markers for the whiteboard. They love that shit. They're huge dorks. Like, if you bring them a put, I used to like. Uh, little teacher gifts go so far for I love morale. this. These teacher tips. You can just bring the <laughs> tissues, bring, bring them, yeah. snacks, bring whatever you can. Yeah. 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 It, it, it Don't just morale. bring a fucking apple. Okay? And if you're like out there and you have kids, yeah, like the little, the apple thing's so cute. And it's like any, any little thing that you can do, the tiniest gestures go so far for teachers, I'm telling you. 
Awesome. Well, Nobs, thanks for being here. We thank love you so you much for having me. I you love guys, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always, if you have any of those server submitted stories, uh, send them our way. You can, you know, write us on Instagram in our DMs, or you can email us at sideworkpod at gmail.com. And thank you. We've gotten a lot of submissions and we're ready to start launching additional content for y'all because you're sending us good stuff. Yeah. And as always, you guys check out lastpodcastnetwork.com. We're there. Everybody else is there. Check out the shows. We're happy to be a big part of that family. And, uh, you know, Brooke, what we say at the end of every episode. I do. Godspeed. And good tips. Tip your teachers. Tip those teachers. Good help. Good fight. See you next week. Thank you.